0: Hey, thanks for checking out our show. If you like what you hear, we have tons of additional content at patreon.com the media lunch break. Ooh. Anyway, how are you? Fine. Good. Good. I'm tired. It's hot, yeah. man. It is hot.
1: I feel like my air conditioner, I mean, I shut it off now, but it is doing absolutely Nothing
0: you know i have central air yeah and we watch it like it'll it in the morning it'll be like oh it's set to 70 and it's 70 degrees right and then throughout the day it's like set to 70 and it's 71 yep. set to 70 and it's 72 and it's, and just, it's just fighting like, a losing going battle
1: yes yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's just fighting a losing battle i know yeah. it's crazy
0: yeah, uh, but otherwise I think I'm pretty good. I've, I read a lot of con- oh, there's so much stuff to talk about. First, I should say before I forget because I forgot to say it last week. We got a we got a package from our friends at Wayward Raven. Okay.
1: Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. I'm gonna yeah, yeah. make
0: I think a TikTok and maybe a YouTube video of okay. me unboxing it okay. because I love it when I do these things. I think it was their Kickstarter. Okay. And we did this also for. Royce Adkins is yeah, his name. Yeah, it is. We uh, helped him as well. We like did yeah. a Kickstarter or something and uh, we got a box from him and I did a, a little unboxing and it was a lot of fun. And so I'm going to do the same thing. I love doing these because they take so long that I don't remember what it is. Oh, <laughs> and yeah. So we'll all be surprised together. That's So nice. we got that. And also, I spent a lot of the day reading comics that we got at comic-con
1: nice did you find some good ones now
0: i did i found two that i really really like one of them the artwork was really good but i think the problem was that it was really it wasn't very dense it was like it was four issues okay and even those four issues there's not a whole lot that happens but the artwork is beautiful and it was definitely worth reading okay so maybe we'll read these three one of them i'm just gonna tell you because i think it's one that i've been talking about how excited i am to read maybe not on the mic right but do you remember Mr. Beaver yes I yeah I remember you mentioning this I read it finally and I fucking loved it okay the worst thing about it is it ends on a cliffhanger it's the first volume and it doesn't look like there's a second volume No, I hate when that happens I know and it might not be coming
1: if you're okay if you're a comic writer and you're out there And you write a thing and it ends on a cliffhanger and then it doesn't look like you're going to be able to finish your comic. Just do us a favor. Just send out an email just to me and Andrew. That's all. It doesn't have to be to anyone else. Just send an email to me and Andrew and just say this is how it was supposed to end.
0: Just make the next volume, but make it for twenty dollars. And then I will give you twenty dollars, right, for right. that, and it'll even just draw
1: out. it on the back of a cereal box. Yeah, just a and handful of a, napkins, and then take a, uh, just take a picture of it on your phone, and then just text it to Andrew, <laughs> yeah. and he'll send you twenty bucks for that. Yeah, that's that's right. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. just we get sick of living in this suspense. But Mr.
0: Beaver is everything I wanted it to be. I was very happy with it. That's awesome. That's great. That's great. Uh,
1: Oh, I also have something to talk about. So first of all, I met somebody. I met someone, Andrew. Wow. Kevin. Is this how you tell me you're leaving me? Yes, this is it. And I do it on microphone because, of course, it's content, good content. First. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my freak out is going to be good
1: content. It's going to be great. But Who yeah, is this hussy? I, uh, I met a man named Kevin at my work, and he's uh, he's a fellow podcaster from the Bama Geeks, actually. Oh. Uh, nice guy from Alabama gathering up the Bama Geeks. And he's got this podcast that's on iTunes and a couple other spots as well. But he's, uh, he's a good man. He's a good man. And I even mentioned we may be able to... Uh, Go on the Bama Geeks podcast Ooh. at some point. Maybe do a little guest spot there. What's the name of the podcast? Bama Geeks, as in Alabama
0: Geeks. B-A-M-A. I they need to go back home to Greenbow, Alabama. Alabama. Did you ask if they're going to a New York Comic Con? Uh, I think we may have talked about
1: it. I don't think that he is. Did you tell them to do it anyway? Uh, Kevin, if you're listening, go anyway. <laughs> Kevin, I met, your, I met your lady, and... Um, she could give a shit about New York Comic Con. So you only have to buy one pass. <laughs> and uh, as a guy who is currently without his lady, let me tell you, it's fucking great. And you should you should do it. Your lady's lovely, but uh, ditch her for like a week. OK,
0: <laughs> you know what is the weirdest thing about the Internet? What's that? I was literally just about to be like. Oh, I like this Kevin guy. He has cool facial hair. And then I was like, that's a weird thing to say about a person you've never met and know nothing about. No, no, no. He does have
1: cool facial hair.
0: I know. I can can substantiate that. I can see it. Yeah. His his facial hair
1: is on
0: point. It's just a weird thing that we all live in a world where we can just look at a picture of any human being we want to. And their facial hair. Yeah. Yeah. That should really be the only thing we can look at. About a human being is their facial hair. I mean, it's all you can see
1: on me. <sighs> yeah, you're not wrong. God willing. How have you been? Uh, everything's good. Everything's fine. It is, like you said, hot as balls. Yeah. Out.
0: And I am just gonna die. Four of the hottest days in a row on record ever. On the planet. Yeah. 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 That's
1: crazy. We're all dying. Yeah, <laughs> we're all gonna die. We're all gonna be dead by the end of August. So. Yeah. Yeah. Huh, soak it in, everybody. Smoke them if you got them. Because if you're not, they're going to be smoking anyway. Because you're going to be smoking. That's true. <laughs> Fucking hot. With the media lunch break. That was a big one. Uh, to the media lunch break, everybody. Listen Where we bring it. Where, where, how do I say this again? I overdid it. I overdid it yeah. on the beginning.
0: Yeah, you did. I couldn't it sounded stick like it. air escaping. I
1: really went all out on it, and then I couldn't stick the landing.
0: It sounded like there was a gas leak, and honestly, based on the way you're acting, there might be. There might be. Oh gosh, I hope so. <laughs> anyway.
1: Are there other people in this room? Or am I? Uh, yeah, yeah, a, yes. Yeah? Okay, good. Yeah. My name is Chris Reeve. Alongside me is oh, Do I start it over again? Yeah, here we go. Ah, yeah, everybody. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break. Bring you all of your comic geek and movie news, all in the time it takes to eek. eek? Eek, eek a good. Chris, sandwich? what is what happening? What the fuck? What is this? Damn it, Andrew. This thing could stop recording at any minute. I know. I'm aware of that. God, this is like it's like doing a podcast over a time bomb. Son of a bitch. Do I do it a third time? No. Ah, oh, yeah, everybody. Christ. Welcome to the Media Lunch Break. Bring you all of your comic geek and movie news all the time it takes to eat a good sandwich and then apparently have two more. My name is Chris <laughs> Treble. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Dunn. Say hello, Andrew. The hand motions makes it work.
0: No one can see the hand motions, but... It doesn't matter. If only... There was a way that we could go back in time mm. and fix mm. that horrible stroke you just had. I know, but there isn't. isn't if only the there weird was some part? way to take the dial of time. If only we were destined. Oh, I see what you did there. To turn the dial of time back. Wow. Everyone take note of what Andrew's doing. Anyway, uh. Do you want to talk about I was trying to think of another movie What else is in I was going to make a joke like Do you want to talk about this other movie instead but There's I don't no Remember I can't think of any yeah. other movies that are Mission out. Impossible you want to talk about Mission Impossible No well I guess we're talking about Dial Of Destiny then all right
1: there we go Chris
0: Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny is reminiscent of an earlier era Of film an era with death Defying stunts cheeky sidekicks And actors who are completely wasted <laughs> You're more Of a <laughs> In more ways than one yeah. Now, you yes. are more of the resident expert on Indiana Jones. Yes. Dare I ask? Yes. It's the million dollar question. Everyone's yes. waiting to know. Yes. What did you think of this movie? I hold on a second.
1: My wife wants to FaceTime with me now. Wow. <laughs> well, that ain't happening. <laughs> um, Do you want to just talk about Mission Impossible instead? Yeah, let's just. Oh, geez. She's doing it again. She's really persistent. Is it an emergency? Should should I answer it and she can see I'm face typing? Hold on. Hold on. Hello. Are you recording? I am recording right now. Oh, I forgot. From across (laughs) the country. Would you like to say hello to America? I'll pass. Wow. Okay. Good. You know what? Consistent. And I like that. All right. I gotta, I gotta go because uh, Andrew's computer may light on fire at any moment, so we have to record this episode real fast. All right, I love you. I love you. Bye. All right, bye. I actually, when I was saying I love you, I was talking to you and not her. I just want you to know that. Okay. Do okay.
0: you mean me or the audience? Oh God, not the audience. Uh, oh, gross. I was just wow. talking to you. Okay, good. Uh, not uh, No, those weird bunch of inbred freaks. Chris!
1: God what? damn it. Oh, what did I think of Indiana what Jones? What did you think
0: of Indiana Jones? Um,
1: I... Believe it or not... Oh, I'm getting a call. No. Uh, I believe it or not... I actually enjoyed this movie. There are... Okay, I'm going in this with a caveat of... Is it the best Indiana Jones movie? No.
0: And I think I have zeroed in on the thing. Before you do that, can you rank? Where does it fit in the rankings? This is I would say this is fourth. But closer to the top three.
1: Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. So I would say this is all right. If I'm going to rank him real quick off the dome, I'm going to go to Last Crusade, Raiders, Temple of Doom, this uh, Crystal Skull.
0: Yeah, that's that's, that's what I would do, too, it, I think it, it lies. And I think we predicted this when the trailer first came out that we thought we thought this was going to be the order. But it's like those four are all kind of together. And then Crystal Skull is kind it's of something somewhere else. else. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it,
1: it's yeah. And I, I kind of zeroed in on why. And in some ways by doing this, I also somewhat appreciate Crystal Skull more, but Only slightly, but I zeroed in on like why this feels different than the original trilogy, other than kind of the obvious things. But I think, uh, but we could get into that later. But for the overall, I did enjoy this because once I kind of had this realization about the movie, I I can settle into it and I can kind of set it aside and then enjoy this movie for what it is. But I did actually enjoy this movie. I think it's a good send off of the character. Is it perfect? no. But it's a good time. I really did like. I had a good time with this. Yeah. What did you think of this movie?
0: I think it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it's getting a lot of shit, and I I don't think it deserves. Most I don't think of it, it
1: deserves nearly the amount of shit that it's
0: getting. Look, there's a bunch of stuff I want to talk about before we even get into spoilers, okay. and we'll get to it. Yeah. But the- oh wait,
1: wait, wait! Just really quick before I mention this, I uh, I promised her I would do this, so I also need to mention. I, like you said, I I've grown up with this franchise. Like I was really in love with this to the point that. My mom, who, by the way, is a patron and a listener. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. Her hall pass was Harrison Ford. It was readily known in my household that dad could be replaced at any moment with Harrison Ford. That's what that means. A (laughs) hundred percent. It was common knowledge that Harrison Ford, were he to... Asked to to bed my mom. Yeah.
0: If they had a meet cute where they ran into each other and their files went all over the floor yes. and he helped her pick them up. And he helped up. her up.
1: Yeah. That she was allowed to uh, spend the night or really all the nights, I guess, <laughs> really, with Harrison Ford and that he could become my dad. <laughs> and it never <laughs> happened. Yeah. Although. And now that I think about it. That would have been nice, I think. He I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, 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 uh, and so now I've just decided that he is my dad. And, and this is how I'm gonna view him from now on. Yeah. Does he have kids? Yes, but I, I don't give a shit. Is he nice to them? Uh, he's nice to me.
0: <laughs> because he left you alone for so long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's, he's never kinda, been mean I mean, to me. <laughs>
1: Yeah, he's, I mean, he's a distant parent, yeah. but yeah. in in the way that, like, doesn't feel like he's helicoptering, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, exactly. he's still
0: there. For sure. And
1: he's still, you know, he, he kind of says more with a glare than kinda does Kind of like it, his I performance guess.
0: in E.T. Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, so what were you going to say? Uh, okay, so the acting in this, I think it's mostly pretty good, like... Yeah, almost every single person is a solid seven or eight out of ten. Yep. Uh, I think the story is fine. The CGI looks okay, but I think I'd rather see a bunch of actual stunts from stunt men. Agreed. Stunts that are less impressive than jumping from a moving motorcycle onto a plane, but actually look and feel real, I think would be beneficial to this film. The budget on this film is one of the things that is just baffling to me. But I I don't want to get into that quite yet. Something that's fascinating to me. So, there's something that happened at the end of this movie. Okay. And this isn't a spoiler. It's after the movie ends and uh, the credits started rolling. Okay. And I saw something that made my jaw completely drop. Okay. And it was the list of writers on this film. Yeah. There's like five. Four. Four. Okay. There are four writers. Top build. Yeah. Is Jez Butterworth. Do you know who that is? Nope. We're going to get into it. <laughs> Second build is his brother. Okay. Third is James Mangold. Mm hmm. And the fourth is David Kep. Yes. So we'll start with David Kep. For anyone who doesn't know David Kep, very famous writer. Yeah. I think he's won like a bunch of Oscars. He wrote Toy Soldiers, Death Becomes Her, Jurassic mm-hmm. Park, Carlito's Way, Mission Impossible, Lost World, Spider Man Secret Window, just like a ton of And A-listers. also, Crystal Skull correct I, yes. I intentionally left that one out yeah, yeah, but yeah. that's all but right it's we worth need mentioning to be that he's coming into this like yeah. not cold you know yeah well well and also that like he's done some stinkers yeah and that's not the worst movie he's written no but, uh, but yeah you know it's worth it is worth noting that like not all of them have been jurassic park but a lot right. of them have been like as good as jurassic park right jess butterworth okay is a playwright Oh, who has also written some films, notably Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. Get on up the biopic. Yes. For James Brown, I believe, which I haven't mm-hmm. seen, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, with Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Yeah. And so here are the plays. I'm a huge fan of his. I once I, you've probably heard me rattle on about this. Maybe not on Mike, but there's a play called Jerusalem. That Jez Butterworth wrote. That's him. It is the best play I have yes. ever seen in my it, yes. entire yeah, life. Yeah.
1: He's tremendous.
0: Yeah. So uh, he wrote that. He wrote The Ferryman, mm-hmm. which was just on Broadway a couple of years ago. People loved. He wrote The River, which starred Hugh Jackman on mm-hmm. Broadway, which I got to see as well. And it was a beautiful, beautiful. Uh, play, I just want to read for you a monologue from Jerusalem to give you a sense of the kind of writing this guy generally does. Okay. So, for context, a character asks the main character if he's ever seen elves or fairies in the woods that he lives in. And he says. I've seen a lot of strange things in this wood. I've seen a plague of frogs, of bees, of bats. I've seen a rainbow hit the earth and set fire to the ground. I've seen the air go still and all sound stop and a golden stag clear this clearing. Fourteen point antlers of solid gold. I heard an oak tree cry. I've heard beech sing hymns. I've seen a man they buried in the churchyard Friday sitting under a beech, eating an apple on Saturday morning. When the light goes and I stare into the trees, there's always pairs of eyes looking out there in the dark, watching. Foxes, bad Ghosts. I've seen lots of ghosts. I've seen women burn love letters. Men dig holes in the dead of night. I've seen a young girl walk down here in the cold dawn, take all her clothes off, wrap her arms around a broad beech tree, and give birth to a baby boy. I've seen first kisses, last kisses. I've seen all the world pass by and go, laughing, crying, talking to themselves, kicking the bracken. Elves and fairies, you say? Elves and fairies. That's his style of writing. It's almost like free-flowing poetry. And there's none of that in this. No. So I was I, baffled.
1: I would imagine that what he's probably doing in this is maybe a lot of dialogue touch-up. Because that monologue also sounds... He's
0: top build.
1: Yeah, but that doesn't always... I talked
0: to a friend of mine who's more of a fan of his film work. Right. And he said Jez Butterworth may have done more of the... I won't ruin it, but the, the stuff near the end. Yeah. Where something very surprising and specific happens and they go to a different place. Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And because of movies like Edge of Tomorrow that he had done. Oh, that's true. He has done that. Maybe too. Yeah. he had done something like that. Or maybe he wrote a lot of the plot and less of the dialogue. Right. Right. You know, but I'm just
1: saying that monologue sounds vaguely familiar to a monologue that is
0: in this movie as well. Just a very shortened version. We'll talk about it, because I don't know which one you're talking about. There was one Uh, that I was like, oh, maybe this. It's in the trailer as well. Indy talks about, I've seen some things. Oh, sure. Uh, Because there's a monologue by... I don't remember his name, but John Rice davies <laughs> uh, Yeah, it's
1: the one that he does the... Yeah, I miss the sea, I miss the sand, I miss the whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but that's what I mean. Little stuff like that where I'm like, oh, well, he probably... I mean, that's also one of the reasons they probably like touch up this dialogue right. here and All there.
0: right, I Now I want to talk a little bit about the budget. Because okay. another thing that baffles me about this movie is the budget. Yes. And, yep. Well, and we'll get into it. Uh, so this whole movie, I think... Should have cost a hundred million dollars and not the quality of it. Like, I'm not saying like looking at this movie, I would expect it to have cost a hundred million dollars. What I would want from an Indiana Jones movie now is a hundred million dollar movie. That 70 million of it goes to Harrison Ford. Yeah, (laughs) because you can't do it without him. Uh, He took a 40 million dollar pay cut to be in this movie. Right, right. He was paid 25 million, which is $40 million less than he normally takes to be in a movie. Yeah, yeah. The movie had a budget of $300 million. Yeah. And it's not that I can't see where the money went. Oh, you can see it on screen, for sure. Yes. Yeah. But that they thought it was necessary to spend that much money to make a successful Indiana Jones film.
1: Well, the uh, the other thing for me is that. that they thought they could spend that amount of money and make it back on an Indiana Jones movie that's
0: what I mean here alright so let's get into this then these are the listen to the budgets of these films and tell me if you can see a correlation between money spent and quality of the film Mm -hmm. Raiders of the Lost Ark 18 million dollars Temple of Doom 28 million dollars Glass Crusade 48 million dollars Crystal Skull, 185 million dollars. Yeah. Dial of Destiny, 300 million dollars. It's right. obvious that the amount of money you put into it, maybe there is a bit of a sliding scale, but eventually you reach a point of no return and it doesn't improve the quality of the movie For anymore. Me,
1: the other thing is that it's, it's shocking to me that they spent this much money on an Indiana Jones movie because... They have not, and I'm not the first one to come to this, so it's not a new revelation. But Disney, Lucasfilm, uh, and Fox, essentially, before, before they got it, have done nothing with this. Yeah. Like, nothing with this franchise. I know. There are no books. There's, like, every once in a while, there's a Lego video game. Yeah. But that's pretty much it. But there's no video game. And this is a franchise. There's no
0: TV show. There's no TV show. I mean, there was back in the day, but not recently. but, but, But that was, like... A million years After, ago. It had yeah, River Phoenix a, fucking in it, didn't it? Yeah. No, that one was that, oh, was, that was the movie
1: uh, Last Crusade. That oh, okay. this had um what's his name from Boondock Saints? Sean Patrick Flannery? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Which but that was the time to do that. That was perfect. Yeah. They they got done with Last Crusade and it was and everything was everyone was like, Yeah, fucking Indiana Jones. And then they're like, hey, we got young Indiana Jones. You got a weekly Educational show that it's gonna <laughs> come out, and you love Indiana Jones, and your kids love Indiana Jones. Hell, even. Harrison Ford guested on one of the episodes as Indiana Jones. It's it's
0: also funny because it's like, you know how your kids loved watching this man murder a bunch of people? Here's how (laughs) he learned to murder people.
1: Here, let him teach you about history. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, that was great. That was, it was putting that name every week in your living room and keeping the franchise alive. And then that got canceled. And then nothing. And every once in a while, there'd be like, A video game or something. But for the most part, there was nothing. And then we got Crystal Skull. And despite people hating it, it did do really, really well. So you had another opportunity to do this again. And you didn't. And you waited another, like, decade... And then you put, th- it was more than that, but I'm, I'm rounding it down for yeah, just the yeah. sake of brevity. But you, you waited basically like over a decade and then you put $300 million into a franchise, which I love and I'm here for, but I'm almost 40. Yeah. My kid has no fuck all clue who Indiana Jones is. And like, he knows who Darth Vader is. He knows who Buzz Lightyear is. He knows who the Power Rangers are. He knows Superman and Spider-Man and Batman because there's 20,000 avenues for him to find this out. He does not know who Indiana Jones is. And there is no reason or no way for me to show him because I can't show him raiders and people melting. But also, even kids double his age have no idea who this character is. And didn't grow up with this and everything the way that we did, because it was in the zeitgeist. And so you put $300 million in and you're like this. Honestly, listen, it's not the amount of money spent. It's the idea that like, if you had captured this, if you had kept this franchise alive... Between the last movie and this one, 300 million dollars, that's fucking nothing. You know what I mean? This would yeah. make this would make double that. Yeah. You would have your money back. No problem. You should have a bonanza of an opening weekend. And it didn't because it's a dying franchise.
0: Yeah. It had the opportunity to be another of the billion dollar movies. Yeah.
1: It should be another Star
0: Wars. Yeah. Like
1: it should. It honestly when especially when Disney had it. Yeah. I don't know. They just did nothing with it. And you had all the opportunity in the world. It has everything that everyone likes. You know
0: what I mean? Yeah. Well, and I think this is, but this is another issue. Like the, the issue I was touching on before, I think, I think you're right. And I think the two go hand in hand because let me put it this way about the budget and about the budgets of all of the movies. Yeah. This franchise of just the films Mm -hmm. has spent $579 million on the movies alone. Right. Dial of Destiny made up more than half of the total. Yes. Yeah. That's insane. Yes,
1: I know. And that's the thing,
0: especially when it's a movie that is like the it's so fascinating to me and bewildering that this production company or Disney, whoever, whoever it is that's in charge of this doesn't understand that what makes these movies interesting is watching a human being do stuff yeah, and like I agree. it's not about a man doing things that are impossible. He he's not John McClane, right? We don't want to watch him drive a police car into a helicopter right yeah we want to watch him like jump from a tank onto another tank and punch a guy or whatever and be like whoa that was a real person right that was obviously not a cgi thing yes yeah
1: so i think okay i was gonna wait but this kind of brings me into the one thing that i had to like it's the one hump that i had to get over to enjoy this movie and once i got over that hump i was fine and it's this the movies you can feel have to cover up the fact that this guy is 80 years old and yeah. it's not that they're covering it up because they are saying like he's old and that's the whole I understand that's the whole point of the movie and everything like that. Like that's the whole kind of theme throughout the movie. But you can feel everything get smaller between the first three and then Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and this one, you feel everything gets smaller. So, like for me, the best example is they go into okay. So in this
0: one, is this a spoiler? We're not in spoilers yet, right?
1: Uh, we're not in. Spo- I'll, I'll say this as non-spoiler as, as possible. It's not like a major plot point, but there is a scene where they are in like a cave and they come into this chamber. And they're trying to figure out how to get out. They're trapped. And he realizes in order to get out, they have to like fill a pool of water, right? They have to water displacement. So that scene is basically Indiana Jones kicks rocks into a small pool. Whereas if this were done Raider style, let's say, that pool would be massive. They would be in a giant tomb and he would be like, Climbing on a statue and like surfing it back down the way he did in like that tomb full of snakes with raiders, which you can't do because he's 81. And I'm not saying that they should do that and like make us believe that an 80 year old can do that because I understand that. But the problem is, you're then having to scale down these plots and you're having to scale down these story beats for this guy who's 80, right? And it becomes like, okay. So we're just kind of watching it go through and it becomes less majestic. Yeah, it's not even what he's doing. It's just the you know, again, they go into this thing and it's just a cave and there's like a little pool and that's it. Whereas before I feel like with less money, they had built bigger sets to make the kind of majesty of this thing Yeah. Like feel real and feel more adventurous, but everything feels very small. I don't know why everything feels scaled down and compact. It's very intimate. It's very intimate. And that for me was the one turnoff where I'm like, it almost feels like an Indiana Jones movie, but it just feels like you're, I understand why you have to do it, but I can feel you trying to shoehorn your way through these things to accommodate for the character and instead of like just make it a big tomb like you can there are other things you could do you know anyway that's that was my one big hump and once I realized that I was like okay let's just settle in and go with the adventure because the adventure itself I really enjoyed I enjoyed the MacGuffin that we have I think it's great I you know we're fighting Nazis again love it fantastic Uh, the supporting cast great Phoebe Waller-Bridge fantastic in this There's another character that's not short round, but is short round. But, you know, he's fine, too.
0: There's a couple. uh, There's a you know, there's some people we see again who return who are just as good. Uh, And there's a new character who is played by a very famous actor who's in it for six minutes oh yeah 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 i know i know, I know. okay because i, just I didn't it. recognize yes. him oh okay. and the camera was like on him for a long like it almost felt like it was waiting for me to applaud and i was like yeah is this a character from the other movies that i don't remember yeah and i did not recognize and it was just oh no it's a famous actor that people i guess didn't know was going to be in this I, I do want to say before we uh, get into spoilers, the opening weekend of Dial of Destiny brought in around $60 million. OK. Remember, $300 million budget. Yep. The second weekend brought in $20 Yeah. I went the second weekend, Friday night, and I was fucking alone in the theater. Yes.
1: Yes. It was wild. Very, yeah, I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. I know. So
0: yeah, you recommend this movie? I do. Yeah, I do recommend this movie, actually. Yeah. I do. Do question mark? I'm mostly okay with it. Yeah. I think it's got it's that like you said, it's definitely got its problems. If you're not a big Indiana Jones fan, because I'm a I'm a medium Indiana, I was like, Oh yeah, I know some of those movies, they're good. I love The Last Crusade. I think Raiders is kind of boring at times. Temple of Doom is weird, Crystal Skull doesn't exist. Um it's it's good, it's a good time. You like watching an old man shuffle around?
1: Uh, listen, at least, because Har- uh, there are times when Harrison Ford tries, and there are times when he doesn't. And he's trying.
0: I will say, again, there's some good acting in this. There and Harrison is. Ford is he's, no exception. Yes, for sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Do you want to get into spoilers? Let's get into spoilers. All right. Uh, what do you think of the de-aging?
1: Okay. Uh, let's. And that's really. I feel like when we talk about this movie, we should just break it down to like <laughs> this part, the the first 20, 25 minutes and then the rest of the right. movie. Yeah. Uh, the de-aging for me went in and out. There were parts of it that I was like, fuck, this is really good yeah. and then there were certain parts where I was like okay this falls off a little bit and actually I think people are like stop doing this de-aging thing because it doesn't work I think it does I think it works fine but I think the next thing they need to do is the de-aging of the voice because that is yeah. not Harrison's that is not Harrison's rough. Ford's voice from the old movies and I'm like, that you need to, because really, honestly, I can go with some of the de aging being a little wonky, like when he's when there's that the bomb falls through the whole castle, oh yeah, yeah. and then everything's on fire, and when he's like dangly and it's on fire for some reason, that yeah. caused it to have this weird sheen, shadows, smoke, yeah, it, it makes things very, yeah, it doesn't work, but. If they just fixed his voice, it actually, I think for me, goes a longer way to be like, yeah, okay, I can live with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because you feel like it's a whole package then. And then you're like, all right, one or two spots. It kind of goes weird. But it it feels more like him. Let
0: me tell you what I would have preferred. Okay. We've already done this a few times. And again, I'm not baffled, I guess, that they didn't do this. Uh But it feels like the obvious choice to me. Yeah. Just get someone else. OK, the I think the
1: only reason is this is Indiana Jones in an era when we know Indiana Jones
0: already. And also, it's, care.
1: A, it's a really long, long sequence to watch I'm fine with it. If anything. you
0: get somebody who feels like Indiana Jones. I think it's fine because the people who are going to see this movie. Yeah. First of all, the money you will save yeah. will help you make the money back. Yeah. And the people who are going to see this movie are hoping to recapture Mm -hmm. the feeling of the past movies, which would have done and did do the same thing.
1: I see what you're saying. I don't know if seeing somebody else in the the whip in the fedora for 25 minutes... In like what is basically like a full blown Indiana Jones adventure before the rest of the movie starts.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's more work because you got to find somebody the audience is immediately going to connect with and be like, "Oh, Indy, and like, I'll I'll take that." Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's a rough one. And again, as long as he's not the Indiana Jones. Right. Like as long as we are mostly following Harrison Ford in this movie, it wouldn't right. work if that was the whole movie. I, don't I,
1: think. I see what you're saying. And I had that thought too of like, would I like that? And I think because like river Phoenix works because we've never seen Indiana Jones in that era before. Right. So I'm like, okay, so that's somebody else playing Indiana Jones, but it's not. Whereas like, this is like in the forties, like this is right after I, like, I would assume like last crusade. Yeah. So we're, I'm like, I know I know that Indiana Jones and that's not my Indiana Jones. I think I would have been okay with the A.I. face if, like I said, they'd done up the voice and then also did what you said, which is stop using CGI for the rest of the scenes as well. You can cut. You know what I mean? If you strategically do this and use it with with brevity and you cut between... What do you think about getting
0: uh, Harrison Ford voice double? Like, you do the CGI that we had and hire a guy who sounds like Harrison Ford. Uh... No. Yeah. I feel like... Because tra- it's clear we can't fix it right now. Right, like we're I'm not going to get... Yeah, 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 the yeah. technology isn't there. No, but I feel
1: like and maybe I'm wrong because I know nothing about this but I feel like if they can AI his face because they have so much footage from 20,000 movies that he's done for them... They've also got to have enough voice sample to AI his voice. Yeah,
0: but the hard part is that we know how to do deep fakes with footage. Right. There is a way to do that with audio footage yeah. where you can make an AI make your voice, but it's still really wonky.
1: It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like if you were even if they were to able to record Harrison Ford the way that he did it in this movie and then go back and. Tweak it so
0: it is higher pitch. So it, you know what I mean. I think that's what they did. I don't think because it sounded higher. I don't think they. I, did. I watched it twice. Maybe that.
1: Maybe I'm wrong. I it think didn't they did. Sound like so it did.
0: I watched it twice. Okay, once on like a big two D IMAX screen, right, and right. once in just like a regular theater. First of all, did you just see it in like a regular standard? I just no. Yeah, no, I did. I did see it in just so standard. I, on IMAX i'm gonna level with you the cgi the face de-aging yeah fucking terrible i'm sure i'm it sure it gets worse. so weird yeah right because it's so big now and right. i'm like i can see everything, everything. and you yeah. can see all the smoothing and the motion blur they've right. added right. and it's all very fluid and yeah. strange and on a on a small screen it actually i agree with you hit or miss but yeah. mostly pretty good yeah but i noticed the second time because i was looking for it his voice is a little higher okay than it actually is but that's all they're doing to it. Harrison Ford has changed the way he speaks. He used to sort of talk like this and it was very like this and stylized and now he just sort of slowly grumbles things, you know?
1: I think I would have preferred do all that stuff with just brevity and then cut to a stunt guy because we've accepted. I mean, listen, Raiders, that's a stunt guy. You know what I mean? A lot of this stuff are stunt guys. So I get like that's part of the style of these movies Mm -hmm. is that we're watching this thing and then we're going to cut to him like jumping off a thing and you know we, but we don't see his face we never see his face in Raiders when he jumps from the truck and is being dragged on the truck we don't see his face we know this right so you can do all of that and get on a real train I don't I guess that's the other thing is I kept thinking in my mind I'm like this spent like 300 million dollars on this and I was trying to, and again I've never done a you know a, a budget for a movie but I'm like I feel like with 300 million dollars You could probably get a train, right? You know what I mean? Like you could get a train and some tracks and just do this. Yes. At a certain point, I'm like, the money is so big. I'm like, you're spending so much on CGI. Couldn't you just get a guy? Because they wrote, there's footage of a guy in a Harrison Ford mask on a motorcycle in Germany. So I'm like, where is it? Because it all feels like it's in a weird green screen. Yeah. So I, I don't know what was real and what wasn't. And a lot of that stuff doesn't feel real. That's where it kind of falls apart for me. And that, again, is that part where you're feeling like I can feel you trying to do this and he's 80. Yeah. And so you're trying to make up for it instead of just make the movie for an 80 year old. I know that sounds great, but make the movie for an 80 year old and then like work around
0: that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The whole hanging scene as well. Like. Uh, Maybe I'm misremembering because it's been a while since I've seen the, the classic trilogy, but I don't remember seeing Indiana Jones do anything that it's like, oh, no, a human being could never do that. We're like swinging by the neck like that uh and like yeah. even the first initial fall like i think they tried to make it look like oh well he's got his hands in the ro- it doesn't matter man your neck is done like your neck yeah, is snapped but
1: i think they can uh yeah I there don't was just not know. a
0: way to survive that yeah it's, they might as well have shot him in the fucking head and then he's like oh, well, i'm indiana jones i can do anything like i it's weird yeah uh, yeah i don't know i guess for some people it's fine but for me i was just like no that man is dead that's what happens when that happens. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's why they do it. Yeah. That's why they hang people. Yeah. Cuz they die. Right. Right. It was Nobody has fingers
1: in the rope, Andrew. I know, he you did. know.
0: That that's all you had to do. And that makes you weightless. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. My biggest issue with the script, honestly, okay, is that you can pick any random spot in this movie mm-hmm. and there's a 50/50 chance that you can ask the question, why don't they just kill Indiana Jones and it would work as a critique of the scene like they constantly have him right. in a position where someone can just shoot him and they don't seem to need him for anything right like especially like for example at the beginning like there's a part when he's younger and he like steals a car, and they realize, "Hey, you're not our driver. Right. What's going on here?" And the Nazis are just yelling in the back seat, and I'm like, "Shoot him!"
1: Yeah, but that's kind of classic Indiana Jones. That's kind of like a classic. Okay, type of thing. then
0: have them pull out a gun and have him like turn it really hard. Something. Right. They're just like, yeah, "Hey, buddy, uh, what yes, are you doing?" But that's
1: again, that's another thing where I'm like, I was okay with that bit because it feels like an Indiana Jones bit. But I, I understand what you're saying, and I was like. You could have turned that into a very cool action sequence. Right. And or or even
0: there's a scene where like in the flashback again, where a Nazi is trying to kill Jones on the train, like a Nazi, yeah. one of the lead guy climbs up. Yeah. They're about 20 feet from each other. The Nazi has a gun and he pulls out a knife. The Nazi pulls out a knife. I'm yes. vaguely remembering this. Yeah. 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 At the very yeah, beginning, yeah. they're on the train yes, and, I remember and this. they're about, they're in like a standoff and the yeah. Nazi pulls out a big knife. He, he pulls out a gun later. Oh, he does. Oh, yes. he does. Yeah. Cause that's where they get the gun to shoot him that's right that's how toby jones gets the gun yeah uh shaw so i'm like what just take out the just shoot him you're 20 feet away just fucking just shoot just him shoot what him. are you doing yeah you know worst to train. nazi ever yeah uh oh and especially after mads mickelson finds out that indiana jones has a history of killing nazis he should be trying to kill indiana jones as soon as he can yeah but yeah. he's just constantly like no we will bring him and i'm like why kill him. Yeah. Just kill him.
1: Also, his face looks really good for getting whacked by a thing on a train. I have that note as well. Isn't that crazy?
0: (laughs) I was like, there's not a scratch on that guy. Wow. That is some good. That is good. That's another one that I was like, that is a dead man. Yeah, like I, I, I don't know. There must have been another way to do that—a tree, like a branch that just kind of whips him in the face, and he falls off or something. I'm pretty sure if you're on a train, if you get hit by anything, you're probably a dead man. Well, yeah, but yeah. even I, I just mean like you know leaves. Yeah, might not do it, but like maybe it'll. He's like ah, and he There's let's go. There's something better or,
1: that feels
0: more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something, yeah. something that won't knock your head off your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I wrote here. I kind of wish. That instead of this movie, we got the flashback movie 30 years ago. Sure. A hundred percent. You know? Yeah. Like, I kind of wish that 30 years ago they made this. the antique, whatever it's called, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of him and Toby Jones yeah, trying to get that thing. this would have been
1: great. Are you kidding me? Yeah.
0: Yeah, that train scene done by
1: Spielberg with a real train. Right.
0: Would have been yes. fucking
1: amazing. Right? Oh, a hundred percent
0: yeah it would have been a great third act of a film for them like the the yes. big climax
1: that's the climax
0: oh yeah with like a real moving gun like it doesn't actually fire things but a real moving gun yes. turret,
1: and the train actually goes over the bridge and yeah. everything oh my gosh That'd be great. that would have been incredible uh, yeah. I,
0: wrote, I also wrote here lol henry walton jones jr because <laughs> that's his name <laughs> Yes. On his uh, divorce papers. Yes. Uh, what else? I, w- I want to skim through some of these. Oh, I wrote here, Mads Mickelson would be terrible at the game Secret Hitler. <laughs> There's a there's a Monty Python sketch where Adolf Hitler goes into hiding in England, so he changes his name to Hilter, but he keeps his accent, his mustache, and his uniform, and he keeps he keeps having trouble pretending he's not a Nazi. And I just feel like that's Mads Mikkelsen's entire performance in this film. Yeah, is like yeah, really accidentally much. hiling in front of people and yeah. and being like, no, I was not, I'm not German. I was born in England. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's some weird shot stuff. There's there's. I don't know. I don't know if I want to get into all of these. There's not that many, actually, I've left. I'm going to do it. Uh, What happened to the cop? So you know how he steals the horse? Yes. From the cop? Yeah. He runs up to the cop and he's like, hey, you got to help me. There's guys with guns. They're chasing me. And the cop gets down and he's like, all right, hang on a sec, bud. I'll call it in. And he he looks into the walkie talkie. And then we cut over to a different cop. Yeah. And we see... um, What's his face? Little Aryan boy with the mustache. <laughs> oh, uh, Boyd Holbrook. Yeah, him. Yeah. Punch that police officer. Yep. And then it cuts back, and the officer that was helping Indiana Jones is just not in the shot anymore. Oh, he's dead. Just, he's dead. He just had a heart attack. Yeah,
1: he died. Yeah, and he watched Boyd Holbrook punch that one cop in the face and in one punch knocked him out and the other cop was like, oh, oh my God! And then just, <laughs> and just dropped dead of a corner. But
0: like, you know what I mean? He could have just been like, officer, you gotta help me. Yeah. See, he just punched that cop. I'm innocent. I didn't kill my, my, you yeah. know, co-workers.
1: Or he was like, or the guy, P- Boyd Holbrook punches the one cop and then basically what they had done with everybody else, the other cop is like, whoa, freeze. And then they just shoot him. Yeah, exactly. And then, exactly. Like and it's then a, he's dead. It's an
0: extra three seconds that would explain what's ha- It just made it fair. Because the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, it must have just been a weird angle. And Boyd Holbrook punched the cop that was helping Harrison Ford. And I just misunderstood it. And then when I watched it a second time, I was like, oh, no, it's just this is just missing something yes yeah it's a different guy yeah uh what else john rice davies is back for two scenes all nine and a half fingers of him i like him though in the two and a half scenes he's in <laughs> he's good do you know that he only has nine and a half fingers no i did not he stuck his hand in a car engine and he lost half of his finger what, last month what are you talking about <laughs> no, a while ago like oh, maybe a decade like, or two like ago. in may
1: oh okay <laughs>
0: No, in uh, a Mercedes
1: of Indiana Jones and the Dial of the Destiny.
0: He's trying to get his car to start. They're like,
1: John, 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 don't
0: he has this fucking insane story about like driving it with a buddy of his through the Sahara or some shit and it breaks down and they think they're gonna die. And then they're working on fixing it, and his buddy goes to start the car his buddy thinks that they've done they've worked on it enough. So he goes to start the car at the same time that John Rice Davis is like, Oh no, I can do a little more work, and it just like snips his finger off. Oh, fun. Yeah. So he's got Nine and a half fingers now. Cool. Uh, he's doing what is probably an offensive performance for 2023, but I think he's good.
1: You know what? It is, but it's fine. I, mean, I think yeah. here's the thing. It works. I agree with you. I Because he came on screen and I was like, mm, I don't think we're supposed to do
0: this anymore. But <laughs> yeah.
1: Also, he's done it for two other movies, and it's yeah. the last one that
0: we're doing of these. And, and he'll be dead if you cancel him, whatever. You know what <laughs> he'll I mean? Like, I'm just years. like, all right, that's
1: fine. And he's not doing anything in this movie. Yeah. So it's also that yeah, as well. Yeah. It's and not like, like they
0: made him the lead and took it away from somebody. And also
1: the character, actually, I like what they did with the, Like the kind of... Again, the one thing that I do like about this movie is that they did... They learned... I'm sure which is I'm sure what they studied but they learn the mistakes of like from from no way home where all the spider-mans are standing around and they're like hey you know what I've done all the stuff that all of you have seen in the movies already <laughs> but this they're like no this guy's had a yeah. life like all not just this guy all these characters have had a life the fact that he was like I was like how does he living here this is really convenient and then it's like no Indy helped him get out of Egypt like there's a story there there's an adventure that we didn't see yeah that know? would have been
0: a good movie
1: it would have been a great movie <laughs> but it's, but that's one of the appeals of and this is one of the appeals of these movies is like you get the feeling that this guy has lived a life and there's stuff right. that happens
0: out of screen there's character development
1: yeah and it's one of those and, and also just like yeah his the ones that you see on screen are great imagine the stuff that you don't even get to see you know and and i like that you know and, and so it works also fun easter egg if you listen carefully and maybe you have this already but fun easter egg: the song he's singing as he leaves their apartment at the very end yeah is the song he sings in raiders gilbert well. sullivan right I believe so but it's the one right after Marion kisses him which I I was I was actually waiting for it and I was like there it is that's nice
0: Antonio Banderas is absolutely wasted in this I don't mean (laughs) I just mean they didn't use him very well but also
1: he's so underused he could have been wasted for this (laughs) and
0: it would have been fine you know what's funny while writing this joke I was like surely Antonio Banderas had a drinking problem in the 80s right because I was gonna write (laughs) (laughs) well because I was like everybody did oh okay that's fair you're right yeah Yeah. so I was like he must Stuff at some point. And so the joke was going to be it's a different era of film where there's death defying stunts. This other stuff and Antonio Banderas is completely wasted was going to My- be the joke. Yeah. And I looked it up and he doesn't drink.
1: He doesn't. No, he's fine. It's wild. Totally,
0: yeah. How is there someone in Hollywood who's not a complete drunk? <laughs> I know.
1: Right. Which is also why I'm like, how am I not huge in Hollywood right now? I know. Um, uh, yeah, he is wasted in this. Also that diving scene could, have. again, another scene where I'm like, this could have been amazing. And it's really like, you could take it out of the movie. <laughs> There's a,
0: so I skipped this note cause I didn't think it was important, but since you brought it up, um, so Indiana Jones is like totally against going on this adventure at first. And then for kind of no reason, he's like, nah, you need me. I'm going to help you. But what he says Helena needs him for is because he has a friend with a boat as though she couldn't just charter a, just a diving a guy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She's <laughs> like, lied her way through everything. Yeah.
0: And she, she couldn't get a guy with onto a boat. A boat.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's good. I like I did like the scene of her puzzling out and, and doing the. The language and everything.
0: The one on the boat. Oh, yeah. That was pretty good. That
1: was good. I was yeah. like, that's a good... That was a nice moment for her. When she that got her diamonds. Good. When she got her diamonds and then she lights the dynamite and everything. I was like, yeah, that's yeah. actually a really good scene. I like her a lot. Yeah. And I know people are up in arms because they've they've talked about like, oh, is she gonna are they gonna spin this character off and make her the new Indiana Jones? And honestly, after seeing this character, I'd fucking watch a movie
0: with her. I'd be fine with it, but also like shut the fuck up. There's yeah. nothing in this movie that implies that's gonna happen. And no, if it, it does, doesn't. fine. Who gives yeah, a yeah. shit? Yeah,
1: but I I'm like, after watching it, I'm like, I'd actually I probably would. Yeah. I'd see You a don't movie have with her.
0: to watch it if you don't want to fucking yeah. see it. We'll yeah. watch it. It's Cause fun. yeah, I thought she was good too. Yeah. I wrote here LMAO, They Killed Mutt. <laughs> it feel it does oh feel gosh. I mean, it does feel a bit like I don't know if you know the Simpsons episode. I feel like I've talked about it on the show before, but Poochie died on the way back to his home planet from yes, The Simpsons. Yes, yes, I know exactly what you're saying. A uh, little bit. Oh, but great acting from Ford and Bridge in that scene. Yeah, that's
1: good. a great scene. And also, I will say they took, they had lemons and they made lemonade. Essentially, I agree. you By know what Killing I mean? Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> How are you? But also, yeah, you killed Shia LaBeouf, which is what we all wanted. <laughs> but you also did it in a way that actually also gave them a really good moment and really, uh, you know, a really nice character arc. Yeah. So it wasn't just like oh, we just wrote him away. Yeah. Or he just he just died. In I agree.
0: Every- and in fact, when that started, I was like, oh, it's a little formulaic. Like that whole scene, I was like, oh, okay, he was. Like I, I tell my son not to go to war because he died. I was like, "All right, I don't know if Harrison Ford can can make me feel anything with this. Let's wrap uh-huh. this up pretty quick." And then he went into it, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm actually this quite is, moved yeah, by this. this is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's He's very really touching.
1: Good. Yeah, it is. It's really, really well done.
0: Yeah. Uh, at times, the movie feels like it's just copying specific moments and beats from previous films, like previous Indiana Jones films, and adding them to this story. Sure. Like rather than asking what made those scenes so good, they're just like taking the thing that worked and doing it again. Like the trial uh, of Athena is very similar to uh, the Christian trials from the last crusade. The bug stuff oh, was yeah. in temple of doom. Yeah, the bug stuff really felt like a copy. Yeah. The yeah. whip gun moment from Raiders. I get that's more of an homage, but it right. was still like, okay, we've seen this like 10 times. And also it belongs in a museum. It said like 10 times, of course, because it always belongs in a museum. I know, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, they give them something belong- else to say. Everything belongs
1: ju- in a museum. Museum. I know, but he give him was something gonna else take to say. That's <laughs> boat and he was gonna drive it. Andrew was gonna drive it straight up the beach and down the street, up your make a left, and then drive that fucker right into the doors of the museum. And he was gonna park it there and he was gonna toss the keys to the nearest security guard and be like, "This thing belongs in a museum." Just
0: give him something else to say that's just as iconic. Oh, you're right. That that's was the so easy other, to right? do. It wasn't that people were like, "We like it because it does belong in a museum." It's that it was an iconic thing to say. Just give. Just make an iconic line up. That everyone will love for generations. You're right. <laughs> but that's what they did for like in
1: all of these but movies. But they didn't know they were doing that.
0: They were probably trying. They were hoping. No, I think they were just must, writing. Someone a movie. must have looked at this and been like, this is a good line. I'm gonna keep it, you know?
1: Well, yeah, for a movie, but I don't think they were like, oh, this will be iconic. A lot
0: of the dialogue in this just kind of feels like a run-of-the-mill, like yeah, a oh, of we're just talking yeah. about stuff, yeah. you know? uh i only have two more things the kid learning to swim from the dead guy was pretty good from antonio banderas wait the kid
1: learning to swim from the dead guy
0: yeah what? antonio banderas is like ah, oh, it's easy reach and pull reach and pull you can do it and he's like no nah, i'm all right and then later when he comes up from under the water he's saying reach and pull reach and pull reach which was okay. nice sorry was i nice thought thing. you
1: meant he learned to swim from a dead guy yeah and he, I was like, the dead
0: guy came to life did you fall asleep during that or? i
1: did yeah okay great yeah <laughs>
0: Uh, okay, we got to talk about the ending. Okay. Let me word it to you like this. Okay. I don't mind the ending. I think it's mm-hmm. fine. The whole, yeah. like, Archimedes thing. Got it, got it. Most got it. of it is is pretty solid. Yeah. What if uh-huh. the last crusade ended with his dad punching him in the face instead of convincing him to let the grail go? It feels a bit like a cop out, like an easy solution to a difficult oh, see, problem. I don't, I don't.
1: I disagree. I was fine because I, first I of all, I would have preferred
0: uh, it if Archimedes punched him out. <laughs> well, that would have be been really fucking good. I know. No,
1: I actually didn't mind that because first of all, I mean, it goes on a little bit too long, but
0: I really did buy it. I was like, oh, we may end this way. I did too. But I also bought that Indiana Jones was going to try to buy grab this grail and maybe die trying to get it in the last crusade. And it's up to his father to convince him not to. And he succeeds by saying like three very simple words. Yes. And I, I would have, I felt like it, I would have appreciated it if they had found a way for her or even Archimedes to say something touching and simple that would convince him to change his mind. If they're going to go in that direction, I also would have been fine with him just staying. See, I would have hated him
1: staying. That was the other thing. I was like, please don't end with him staying. I think that I
0: kind of didn't want him to. But like, I'm sure it would have been fine. Also, Who here's the shit. thing
1: is that I think at that point that char- there's nothing you could say to that character. I mean, that guy was dead set on it. Um, and I disagree. I,
0: oh, I, I see. Especially he, since Archimedes is like his hero. If Archimedes right. said something so why, to him that was like, you have to go home. This isn't your time.
1: Yeah, but I, uh, uh, I don't know. I understand what you're saying. I don't feel that the punch was a cop out. I, I, it's fine. The difference between the, the scene at the end of The Last Crusade and this one is that he got something from that from his father. Right. He's reaching for the grail. And his father reaches out and says, Indiana, let it go. And in that moment, he did get something. It wasn't the grail, but he got something that he has been looking for this whole movie. And that's why that
0: works. That's awesome. Let's do that. But
1: that doesn't... There's what, is, what can you give this guy?
0: I don't give a shit. If you can't figure it out, then you got to do something else. They did. I, they I, had I, him punch
1: him in the face and take him I back know, on the plane. but it's a,
0: it feels like a cop-out. You got to figure something no, out. No, it
1: doesn't... I, see, I don't think it feels like a cop-out You're to wrong. me. You're I, wrong. I don't think I am. And I do. I, I believe that the writers of the story uh, would back me up because that's what they also wrote as well. No, I don't think it's a cop-out. I don't think there's anything that she could have said because she tried... To, to do it. And I also don't think I don't know that Archimedes could have said anything in this moment that would have like made sense. He also doesn't understand exactly the situation that's happening right now. Like it's a little baffling to him. So like it's for him to all of a sudden come in and I don't know, say one phrase that's going to like fix the problem. I, I don't know. I, you know, it's possible that they could have written that scene, but I was fine with the way that the punch worked. It's, I think it's fine because it's also the idea of like, no, I, and cause this is also, you know, kind of for Helena's arc, this is her like fully coming around to being okay with her godfather again, where she had this kind of chip on her shoulder about him And in a weird way, her punching him is like, no, I actually do remember how I used to feel about you and I care about you and I don't want you to throw your life away and I will do anything it takes because I know that this is the better route. I will do anything it takes to keep you from making this mistake. Including knocking you out and getting you on that plane. If that's what I got to do, then that's what we're going to do.
0: I think there's a better way to do it.
1: I think there's another way to do it, but I don't think I don't know if there's a better way to do it. I think there I is. think there's one that could be just as good, but not. I don't know if there's I
0: think there's you don't think there's a single way it could have been better. I'm not saying that out this of is, millions of possibilities. Oh yeah, you're
1: right. Out of millions of possibilities. No, I'm not saying that the punch was was the only possibility. But I'm okay with the punch. I think this worked. I understand why they did it.
0: Hang on, because what I keep trying to say is I think it's Uh fine. I think there was a better option that was attainable that I don't I think there they, was another option that would have worked just as well. And I think there are probably better options.
1: I understand that because you've said this now a couple of times. I know. I understand yeah, what you said it, You've you're said your thing a couple of times. You're not this other thing. I don't want to convince you. Okay. Well, you've made your point. So there you go. Great. Okay. Fine. We, we've been heard. <laughs> I don't know what else to say on this.
0: I'm going to punch you out and put you in a plane. That's fine. I, you wouldn't be the first and you won't be the last. So go nuts. I think that ending is fine. And it's great to see what's her face back.
1: Yeah, I think she's great. Uh, yeah,
0: I Totally. What's her name? Uh, Karen?
1: Karen. Oh, the character? Mary.
0: Yeah, uh, Karen somebody. Karen uh, Allen. Uh, Karen Allen. Yeah, I am said yeah. Karen Gillen. I yeah. like, that's that's a different person. Same thing. And yeah, she's in it for 20 seconds. She's fine. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah, she's good. I like it. Yeah, it was fine. I don't know. I thought this whole movie was good question mark. Like yeah, I think I think I think think this movie
1: was good. It's not
0: phoned in.
1: No, and that's what I mean. I like this movie. I think it's like I said. Is it up there with the first three? No. Yeah. And it's and is it better than Crystal Skull? Yes. But I think there is, I think there's margin between both. Yeah. I think it's not close to the original three, but also it is not like right down there with Crystal Skull. I think there's a healthy gap between the, the quality of those two movies.
0: For uh, regular Joe Schmo moviegoers, if you're not an Indiana Jones fan, it's probably not worth going to see in theaters, but catch it when it's on streaming. It might be, like, it's close. It depends. If you if you live near, like, a cheaper theater, it's not worth seeing. It's not worth paying extra to see it in, like, 3D or any yeah, of that Yeah, 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 for
1: sure. It's not, it's not worth going all out for, like, the IMAX yeah. and everything if like that. If you haven't but, like, seen
0: the others, honestly, and you're younger, I don't think you're gonna like this very much. No, I definitely see the
1: others. You could catch the yeah. others anywhere on streaming. They're see, better yeah, anyway. They're, Just they're on them. Disney plus anyway. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Should we go on to the reading assignment? Oh, now that we've talked about this old man for an hour. <laughs> Let's talk about another old man for another 30 minutes. <laughs> Let's what do you think? talk about another old man. Chris. Yes. To prepare for the upcoming film Oppenheimer, I assigned the graphic novel Trinity, a graphic history of the first atomic bomb by Jonathan Fetter Vorm. That being said. I think I might have accidentally read the wrong book. It's not my fault, though. They were both published on the same day, so I got confused. Anyway, I ended up reading a Barbie comic where Barbie tests a bomb capable of wiping out all of humanity and immediately yells, Holy shit! Did you guys see that? I nearly blew my balls off. That's good. What do you think of Trinity?
1: (laughs) It's fine. Uh, You know, this is a (laughs) they call this a, a graphic novel, and it is. But it also feels a lot like a textbook a little bit. And, and yeah. was, I feel like it all, is
0: literally a graphic novel. It like is, it's a yes, novel that has pictures. That has pictures on it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> for sure. Uh, and I think that was the one thing where I was like, all right, this is fine. I OK, first of all, let me say this. And I, I'm slightly uncomfortable about this. So I had to go to the library to check this out. And when looking for it, I found it in the business section. And oh. I don't like what that implies. OK, OK. <laughs> I don't, li- I don't know why they're thinking this is a, a book about making money with the uh, invention of the atomic bomb. Okay? Yeah. I don't know what you're thinking there, yeah. but I think it needs to go somewhere else in the library. Why was okay? it in the and business section? I don't know, and I don't like it, and I don't want to think about it anymore. Also, uh, the other thing is, it, listen, it's 151 pages. It's not... I think it feels longer than it is. Yeah. I You know, I, I was like, oh, this is going to take me forever to read. And then I was reading it. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm done. Yeah. It took me less time to read than the movie will take to watch. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so I was like, oh, this feels long. And then all of a sudden I'm done with the thing. So it's not too bad. But they do spend a lot of time explaining the science. Which I know. I, under- I wasn't expecting I understand, that. Which is a, important to, I guess, kind of understand because... You were talking about the history of the atomic bomb, but also he's trying to explain uh, quantum like, mechanics, quantum mechanics and like <laughs> nuclear thermodynamics and things like that. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, uh, this is the whole point of this story is because this is a uh, science that really gave the brightest and sharpest minds. Of a generation or really any generation A run for their money So I don't know why you think you're going to be able to explain it to me I know In the course of a graphic novel Some of the
0: stuff, there's like dominoes That stuff, I was like, okay, I kind of get this was,
1: Yeah, but that's what I mean They kind of explained it and I was like Well, okay, they did
0: I, the Star I, Trek thing, right? They did the Star Trek thing where somebody would say a bunch of scientific mumbo jumbo Right And then the other person would be like Oh like hot air leaving a bag you know Right and they would and he
1: would do that and he did but after a while I was like I'm just going to skip over some of this like yeah. I would just kind of skim through it cuz I'm like yeah I'm not going to get the science because I'm not a scientist Well
0: and rest assured because this this whole thing is like kind of my bread and butter Yeah, like i love the manhattan project right, and right. all these people yeah because you're a psychopath and i get a lot of the science as well yeah and reading it i was like oh i don't understand any of this i don't yeah i kind of
1: <laughs> like i was like they were like you know because protons and neutrons and i was like yeah, yeah. No, no, I, no i i understand that I've like i remember some of those words <laughs> i remember those words and i remember the basic structure of an atom and things like that Yeah and then the uh, nucleus is
0: the powerhouse of the cell
1: right and they throw it and it it breaks it apart and then they break apart and then they and it was like okay I get that okay but then they're going into more and more and it was like yeah I don't don't really need this because that's the thing is it becomes and this is really where it starts to feel like a textbook because it's not so much a story
0: of the invention of the atomic bomb. It's more like somebody telling you what happened. Yeah, it's
1: they tell you what happened, kind of bullet point through it. Yeah. Uh, and I was looking it's for. It's more like if a
0: buddy of yours was just like, oh, you don't know about this, this happened, and then, and then this, this happened, happened and then then this, this happened. happened. Yeah. And you're like, wait, why did that happen? And
1: you're like, well, let me explain. Okay, have you ever had a domino? Yeah. Uh, and then fill a gym with dominoes and then flood the gym with water. I don't know, but whatever. And uh, so, yeah, and there was like, you know, it wasn't I will say this it made me at least excited for the movie Oppenheimer oh yeah because I was like I want to know this story and I want to know the human story behind it because they start to kind of get into those characters they do this thing where they establish a character give you a backstory and then like not never mention them again, but then they just kind of fade into, like, the bullet points of, like, and then this guy did this and this and this. Or
0: even, like, three quarters of the way through the book, they're like, oh, yeah, and one of these guys was a Russian spy. And I was like, what? Wait. <laughs> and that's uh, all well, they no. say? Yes. And that's <laughs> it.
1: I like the part. Uh, you know what? I like I like the scientists that they bring in, and they're like, oh, yeah, but they kept having a problem with the, uh, with, like, the ski slope and everything that they said with the families because yeah. that guy just like to blow shit up. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. wait, what? You're <laughs> a fucking pop- Pyromaniac over here blowing shit up left yeah. and right while you're building the I mean, you gotta be a little crazy
0: to be that smart, right? Right,
1: and I'm like, maybe you wanna go into like the human aspect of the fact that like, what's it like to deal with that guy for a little while? Because I can't remember.
0: Do they mention that Oppenheimer tried to kill his teacher in school? They mentioned something about it, yeah. Okay, yeah. He tried to poison his teacher, his teacher. by like, putting poison in an apple or something.
1: Yeah, yeah. They kind of gloss
0: over that, too. Yeah. These people were completely insane they're psychopaths. fucking insane. And I'm like, that's a great story. Yeah. That's why they're making a movie about this. Why aren't you telling me that? I'm interested to see Nolan, how he tells the story of these people.
1: Right. And it's where the book starts off with, like, almost like a gravitas that feels like, I'm going to tell you the story of the heaviest thing that ever was done and the burden and the toll that it took on the people who created it. And the toll that we still have to carry with it because of this today. And now, instead of doing that, I'm going to lay a bunch of science on you <laughs> and I'll throw in a couple of guys so that you know what I'm talking about. And then that's it. Yeah.
0: Well, I was also fascinated. My favorite scientist who worked in the Manhattan Project is not mentioned in this book. I don't think Richard Feynman. Yeah. We've talked a lot about. Right,
1: yeah. You have his
0: rookie card, I believe. Right. <laughs> that's right I wish. Yeah. But. Uh, I've mentioned it probably on the mic for and I'm sure I've told you before. One of my favorite little pieces of information about him is after he successfully helped build this giant bomb. He's a rapist. No. (laughs) After he built this bomb, he went, holy shit. (laughs) After after they built this bomb, he wrote in his book that in one of his books that he was getting lunch, I think, with his mom or something in Manhattan and he was watching them build the Brooklyn Bridge. Right. And he said to her, Why are they doing that that
1: one day? He
0: he literally. Yeah. He said, why (laughs) Why are they doing that? It's going to be gone like this whole place. The whole planet is going to be wiped off the face of existence. Yeah. Because we just built a device that with, you know, three of them going off in strategic areas of the world. All human life is going to die. Why are they wasting their time? Building this bridge,
1: and she was like, "Richard, eat your fucking cheesecake and <laughs> shut the hell up! I can't, can't fucking take you anywhere. This is why we don't get together, okay? Yeah. This is why you're not invited to Christmas anymore, Richard, because you do <laughs> shit like
0: this. I'm sick of this. Just eat but your goddamn is, cheesecake and shut up." The book starts with this is like the most insane thing that's ever happened. Right.
1: And then he gives and me that nothing. And that would have been a
0: cool thing to end with. Yeah. Well, that's you could have put he that in there. He ends
1: with that too. He ends with like this, could, but like, this could spell the end of humanity at any moment. And I was like... I didn't get any of that. You're really like taking, taking this to heart. Yeah,
0: I, I think neutrons or electrons or something are flying Ooh, off. There's a
1: bunch of atoms flying around. How is that? That can't be yeah, that bad. People are
0: playing dominoes in the street.
1: Yeah, it's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> the, the, the fucking filling gyms up with water or whatever the hell else. And, yeah. <laughs> is, that,
0: is that a thing that was? It's in the not. Book? I'm just
1: okay. I, it just feels like something it, it should be. <laughs> If i take a basketball hoop and i dunk the basketball hoop in high I i don't know like, if i take a nerd and weird. give him a
0: swirly in the toilet three times yeah exactly yeah he'll grow up one day to create an atom bomb to get back at his bullies
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh and somebody should write a graphic novel about that not me but somebody else it'd be be really really good yeah
0: do you want your reading assignment? Well, I do want to say first, before we move on, Trinity was published in 2013, and you can actually buy a signed copy of the book on the author's website, fetter-vorm.com for $15, which I actually think I might do. That's not a bad deal. I know. Actually. I'm not, not like, I, th- I thought this was a pretty good book. Like, do you recommend this book for people before they see Oppenheimer?
1: You know what? Before before you see Oppenheimer, yeah. If yeah. I was going to, if, if uh, like, if this was any other time. Yeah. Then I would say no. But before you see Oppenheimer... Because that's the other thing, too, I was thinking yeah.
0: about, is that there might be some science backloaded into this. So this might at least give you, like at least first a first better yes. over of it. Yeah. And you ca- might not get it. Yeah. But it's almost like you, watching you,
1: Shakespeare or something where you're like, if I read this first and then I go see right. the thing, maybe I It'll can keep help. up a little bit.
0: Yeah. 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 So yeah, it yeah. might be worth it. And yeah, $15 for a signed copy of the book. I think I'm going to go for it. Cause just cause I like having signed copies of books and this is fine. This is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. What do you got for me?
1: a great question, isn't it? (laughs) Do you want to do one of the... Well, let's look at... Hang on. Yeah, let's do one. In two weeks,
0: it'll be my turn to assign something to you. Yes. And when we talk about that, it'll be the day before Blue Beetle comes out. So you'll assign me a Blue Beetle comic? I guess. I'll
1: tell you what. No, let's do this. You give me something from Comic-Con. Alright. And then I'll... We'll we'll swap. And then I'll find... And then let me hunt around for a good Blue Beetle thing. And I'll give you Blue Beetle for when Blue Beetle comes out.
0: Uh, in that case, then I'm going to assign to you the first volume of a comic called The Creators by Michael. Oh, S- fuck this.
1: No, no. By
0: Michael S. Bracco.
1: OK. OK. <laughs> and
0: yeah, that's one that we got. Uh, do you remember the um, the monuments?
1: Monuments. Describe more. Go more.
0: That was another one we read that we got from Comic-Con.
1: Yeah. The title sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, it it was by Oliver Mertz. It's a, um, I'm trying to remember it. A young woman, her father owned a bar and oh, and there are these big like mechs that are ancient that have been out of commission for like 2,000 years and all of a sudden one wakes up. Yes. Yes. Yes, I do. So this is by like the same group of people. Okay. I don't know that it's like a pub. It's probably the same publisher. But I remember when we went to Comic-Con, there were like four dudes who had a table and they had like, I think Monuments was the one they had all worked on together. And then they all each had their own things they had worked on. So this is, I think this is the guy who did the artwork for Monuments also wrote and did the artwork for this love
1: it okay awesome i'm excited about this okay cool 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 all right well there you go there it is yeah look at that that was easy holy shit yeah oh wait oh um hey andrew yeah hey andrew yeah
0: hey andrew yeah where can they find us well they can find us on apple Podcasts, spotify google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, radio pandora soundcloud.com slash the media lunch break Nicely done You can also find us on Twitter Where our handle is At Media Lunch Break We're on Facebook We're on Instagram YouTube.com Slash The Media Lunch Break no, we're not on threads Not yet I know We're getting Should there. we be? It's threads.net Are you sure about that? Threads.net okay. Could Zuck not afford Threads.com Let's see What's uh, let,
1: let me see what's on Threads.com It's porn mm-hmm interesting
0: is it porn oh yeah oh what is this actually it looks like it's
1: like some sort of like uh, it's like slack it's a slack replacement yeah threads is a slack replacement
0: that's interesting yeah i feel like zuck could have afforded that
1: Well, i'll just buy them soon
0: you can also find us on youtube.com slash the you can find us on tiktok where our handle is at the media we have merch on teespring if you want to check that out head over to our twitter and the top tweet on our Twitter page, at Media Lunch Break, will be a link to our merch. You can also become a patron. Uh, at Patreon.com slash TheMediaLunchBreak If you want to be in good company with Chris's mom You can also yeah, send us an email And that's at TheMediaLunchBreak@gmail.com. at gmail.com Or you can visit our website Which is moving forward oh, We're getting a new yeah, website baby. pretty soon Ooh. So just you wait mm-hmm. And that's uh, www.TheMediaLunchBreak.com Give us a rating and a reviewing on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube Or fucking anywhere fucking else, bitch I don't know what happened there Special thank you to Julie. Thanks, Julie. For being cool. She went to a baseball game, I saw. Oh, that is cool. On social media. She went to a baseball game on social media? No, I saw on social media that she went to a baseball game. Oh, okay. Something I would never do. They'd never let me in. No, they wouldn't. I'm not cool enough.
1: Yeah, that's for sure. They're very exclusive there. Um, Like Andrew said, you can leave a rating and a review in and you can leave it right in app and it really helps and it helps people find us so you should do it and you should do it every single time. As I've said a thousand times before, if you leave a five-star rating, you can leave whatever kind of review you want in there. All right? Uh, This week, honestly... It's just a fucking hunt. I don't even care what you put in there. Just put a bunch of gibberish. Who gives a rat's ass anymore? We're all gonna die soon anyway. We're all gonna be dead by August. So, I uh, just predict the, the date that uh, the Earth will finally just overcook and kill all of us. Go ahead. Is it gonna be August 13th? Is it gonna be August 16th? Is it gonna be August 4th? I don't know. But... That being said, uh, what's the next part? God, it's so hot, I can't even remember what I do I know, I'm sweating so much. It's ridiculous. Oh, my God. Today we (laughs) talked about Dial of Destiny. Today we talked about Dial of Destiny. I was like, oh, God, it's so hot, I can't remember how to finish this. But if I don't finish this, then I can't get off the mic and turn on the AC. And I'm stuck. And so we're going to be talking about... Oh god what was it again Guardian is that what it's called What is it called The Creators The creator. It was something majestic Creators like that. plural The Creators uh, And next week it's going to be the best Damn day of the week It's going to be Tuesday Newsday But here's yeah. the thing In the meantime if you're like, listen, I got something for you to read. I got a reading assignment for you both. Send it over to us. If you're like, hey, listen, you haven't figured out your next subject episode, which would I didn't even actually say what it was. Uh, to, to this coming up then. Oh, oh my gosh. What am I, an idiot? Of course, we're talking about Barbenheimer. <laughs> right.
0: I was going to suggest Secret Invasion, but I, yeah. 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 I think we got to talk about Barbenheimer.
1: Yeah. So in the meantime, if you are like, hey, Listen, don't talk about Barpenheimer. Talk about this. I'm gonna be like, "What are you insane?" Because everyone's talking about Barbenheimer. But still, give it, a, give it your best college try. Go for it. Send over, send over something for us to talk about. We're always happy to hear about it. If you're a creator, you made a comic, you filmed a pilot, you shot a, a film or something like that, and you want to put people towards you, you want, you want us to talk about it on the mic. Send it over to us. We'll p- point people towards it. We'll, you know, give it a shout out. We'll do a whole episode on it. We've done it before. We'll do it again. As God is my witness. Is. I promise you, we will do it again. I swear to God, we will. Don't think we won't. That didn't mean to get threatening at the end, but it did. Good. Uh, Yeah. Other than that, that's it. Like I said, next week, best damn day of the week, Tuesday, Newsday. And then Barbenheimer. There it is. See? That's how easy it is. Look at that. We We made a thing. There wasn't a thing here, and now there's a thing. There's a hot, sweaty thing. Am I proud of this? Pride is a big word to use, I think, to describe this, but it's there, and I did it, and I was part of it too. So let's just let's leave sleeping dogs lie. Let's just leave it at that. You know what I mean? Just let it go. All right, don't let's. You don't want to go down this rabbit hole too much, Andrew. Okay, don't don't do it. I can see you want to. Don't do it. Dot.
0: I'm so worried. That Blue Beetle isn't going to make money. Uh, I think it'll make fine money. I think it will, too. It's only 120 million budget. Yeah, see, that's fine. Yeah, it's not too bad for, you know, for double the money. You have two AI Jaime Reyes. Do you want to see Barbenheimer with us?
1: Do I want to come into New Jersey and see Barbenheimer?
0: Yeah, probably not. It's the birthplace of Barbie and the atomic bomb. What? Never if that is true. I was, like,
1: I was like, I just read a graphic novel that says one of those isn't real. For a half a second, I was like, maybe Barbie was created in New Jersey. I don't know where that chick is from. Who knows? She could be. You
0: know. uh, uh, Barbie and Taylor uh, Ham. No. Taylor Ham, I barely know her. Hey! No. Just what? No. What? Andrew,
1: it is too hot for that joke damn it andrew i need a pork roll egg
0: and cheese with spk nope
1: oh actually that does sound delicious yeah, I you pork said. roll
0: egg and cheese with spk baby
1: mm-hmm. i'm gonna go get a pork roll right now if you
0: ever want to die it's a good way to go out it sounds like a delicious way to go out <laughs> it's not it tastes like salt i love salt great who doesn't love salt uh, well happy trails buddy thanks thank you
1: if you excuse me now I'm gonna go take some iodine because salt has iodine I don't know it's too hot can we be done why are you making me do this I need you to suffer Ah, I'm hitting things that's going on the mic sorry I refuse
0: to end this ever
1: I know say something funny fuck you